Hello, welcome to Sheffield Board Gamers Podcast. This is episode 40. My name is Rick, and I'm joined today by Tom Cauldron. Hi, Tom. Hi, Rick. Is it 40 Hello, already? Hi, thank oh, goodness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking, actually, earlier, it'll soon be 48, which will be five, four years. Is it four years? Yeah. Four years. We've yeah, kept a bottle, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have a cake. <laughs> we should. We should organise something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so we're, uh, we're going to talk about some board games, uh, some of the games that we've played recently. We've got a question of the week, which is, can Tom guess what is the most played game in 2022? So this is quite interesting. I saw a link on uh, Board Game Geek, and basically they have all of the players for all of the you know people who log the, that log the games, and they basically put it into a list. So I thought it'd be interesting to have a quick look at that. Okay. But before then, we've had a, we've had a bit, of, bit of a busy month. It's a, it's a new year now. We're in, into January again already, 2023. We've had the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. We had some food, played some party games. We gave out some prizes, so that was good fun. Yeah, it was great. I got a prize. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did quite well on the um, uh, on the subs this year. So we we take subs off people f- from from the club to pay for um, like the forum and things like that, and the boards for the tables and things. And we had a bit of uh, a bit of extra money at the end of this year, so we, we we bought some games and gave a few away. So hopefully, a few people got to, got some prizes that they like. Actually, I saw I saw somebody playing one at the club last week, I think as well. So, oh, nice! Yeah, yeah they're, they're actually getting played, so that's good. We went to the Treehouse game swap. So this was at the Treehouse. This was at Patriot Games in Sheffield. Yeah. So the first few times they did it, it was at Treehouse. I think the last couple of times they've been at, at Patriot. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's in aid of uh, a local charity called Roundabout. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's been growing uh, as far as I can see. It's been growing every time. They're getting more and more money. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is great, and it yeah, uh, and it's going to be getting more and more busy as well. Yes. <laughs> I think that's why they moved it to Patriot Games because yeah, they've, they've only got so much space at Treehouse. Mm-hmm. So I think they were running uh, running a bit short on space, but. Um, uh, yeah, when I when I went down, it was uh, it was really busy. They were queuing right down to the cafe to sort of join up. Yeah, um, uh, we uh, me and Paula went along as well, and uh, we got there pretty soon after eleven, which is when it started, and there was a yeah a big queue then. Yeah, uh, I did hear a couple of gripes about it. In particular, that um, the the first couple of people that sort of went round grabbed a whole bunch of games for like next to nothing and didn't really leave much for anybody else yeah well the the format of, of it is that um they have some games to start with but then people a lot during the day can bring games to donate mm. or if they don't bring any games they've got a small fee to get in so there'll gradually be a sort of turnover of games coming in and going out but yeah if there's some good ones there at the start they don't last long yeah yeah but yeah <laughs> But it's all it's all for a good cause, but yeah. Any, um, any you you're, you're taking, you thought you can sort of choose how much you think the how much you how much pay, you for, pay it. for it. So yeah, yes. yeah, which is which is good. Which is fine, yeah. But may, maybe it might need a bit of a rethink for the next one, especially like I said, it's, it's getting bigger and bigger now, and more and more people are coming and you know donating and things. Yeah, I think um, um, there was a bit of a bias in the games available towards you know light family stuff. I think anything that was more sort of a hobby game, if any 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 got donated, they disappeared very quickly. 
Yeah, but there yeah. were still there were still six copies of Monopoly sitting there. Because yeah. <laughs> they're the sort of the mass market thing that people uh, are either not in that part of the hobby and not, not interested in, or they you know probably already got it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but um, but yeah, there were excellent things to be got, but they didn't last long. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah, a couple they of good things. Quick. Yeah, or I'll, I'll, go, I'll go back a couple of times as well, but then obviously you'd have to wait in the queue. Yeah, to get back in yeah. and stuff. I mean, so. the key went up and down. It was, it was done. Yeah. Good. Yeah, but uh, hopefully they'll sort it out for next time. It's becoming kind of a regular thing now. So Yeah, I think they've got yeah. the next one planned for like another six months' time. So that would yeah. be sort of um, July-ish, I guess. I'm not sure if um, we can, should probably look up the date, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's, uh, they've got it fairly regular. Did you pick I, up anything I, good there? I, I didn't know. I, um, I usually take something with me as well. I usually take a couple of games to donate but i had actually had a bit of a clear out just before christmas all right so i didn't have anything to take down with me really so no i didn't know did you uh yeah well i mean we took two games and we came back with like four different games which wasn't wasn't the plan we were supposed to be trying to get less than we came out with but yeah um yeah yeah but yeah the uh i got a game that i've been sort of humming and hawing over over for a while at the last time they did it there was a copy of Space Cadets, which uh, I've been looking mm. for, and it, but it was in German, so I went, eh, probably, uh, probably not, yeah. you know. But this time they mm. had it in English, so I took it. And also got um, Codenames Pictures, which is good, yeah. I've got, we've got Codenames, but we haven't got Codenames to Pictures yet. Yeah, yes. the, I've played the Pictures one before, yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. It's uh, a bit of a twist on the, on the, it's the same the game, but it's yeah. just like a bit, of a, oh, bit of a different way of doing it. We got a... Uh, a uh, sort of point-and-click adventure in a book called Cantaloupe, which, we've, we, oh, yeah. which we had a look at at the expo and thought, oh, that's quite interesting, we might look at it at some point. Hmm. But we just picked it up over there. And some weird sort of vintage 1950s thing that Paul has always gravitated to that sort of thing. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's called Shake Words, and it's, it's a box with some dice in it with letters on and no rules. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to work out, got to work out what we do with those. Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen some of the older games, and sometimes they had kind of the rules printed on the lid. Yeah, this one didn't, rather than like no. now it comes in a book or a, a pamphlet or something, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. In the olden days, it used to be it used to be printed on the lid, so you couldn't lose <laughs> the kids couldn't lose the instructions. Yeah, I think the yeah. um, the code names pictures that we we got had been put down. About thirty seconds earlier by Samuel, so <laughs> right, <laughs> uh, we got that. Yeah, so yeah, looking forward to the next one. Hopefully, they'll uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll be able to bring a couple of games to the next one. Uh, so uh, the other thing I wanted to mention as well is that um, I've, uh, I'm starting to get into painting painting figures a little bit more as well now. Uh, so a lot of a lot of games these days come with um, little miniatures or plastic figures. You can you can obviously paint them to make them a little little bit nicer. Mm-hmm. So I've 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 been painting a couple of a couple of the board game figures that I've got. I, I don't know if you've if you've heard of these, but there's these things called uh, contrast paints. Games Workshop do these contrast paints, uh, and it's like um, it's like an ink and a wash and a paint all in one kind of product. Mm-hmm. So the idea is you slap it on, uh, and it, it kind of settles into the recesses and, and does your shading for you without you having to sort of spend time doing that. It's a really, really cool little product, but I got a, I picked up a couple of tubs of that, but they're quite, quite expensive. They're quite, quite dear for a tiny little tub of paint. Um, so I found online there's this thing called Army Painter, and they do similar sort of things. They have some a product called Speed Painter, 
and it's a similar sort of thing it's kind of a wash and a, and a shade and a paint all in one on one product but it's about a quarter of the price and they do like a little uh, starter set so it's got like um, eight different colours in it it's got a brush, a bit of a painting guide like in a little box set and they do like a deluxe set as well with like 20 different colours in so I, I, I grabbed a couple of models and just to, just to try it out and see what it was like and um, put a bit on and yeah it works really well it's uh, it's um, yeah it's quite clever how it works yeah you you get kind of the effects of shading you know the the shading effects where it's kind of darker and then it gets lighter but you don't you just slap on like a coat or two of this color and it kind of just works presumably previously you'd have to do one shade and then wait for it to dry and then do the little details and things yeah yeah exactly yeah so in in theory it should speed up your 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 painting a lot and it like an amateur like me can (laughs) get some get some half decent results without spending too much time sort of painting and stuff so have you painted quite a lot of different things then not a lot, no. Because this is a this is a side of the hobby that I've not really ever got into. I know people who have done a lot of painting, who've done a lot of wargaming with miniatures and things, and painted their yeah. you know, Eldar armies and things. And, um, I, I find it quite I, relaxing because yeah, yeah, it's like crap. there's only a couple there's only a couple of models in each game usually. Yeah, you might get like one for each player, so you might have four or five or six, and then that's all. The, I, I wouldn't fancy painting like a hundred. 100 uh, Warhammer army with 100 figures in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are people who do it professionally. You can find someone to yeah. send off your army and get them to pay it to paint it for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll cost quite a lot of money, but, you know, it, you'll get some fantastic results, and otherwise you'll never get around to it. Yeah. Some, some of the professionally painted ones look fantastic as well. I've yeah. seen some up close at the uh, uh, conventions and shows that we've been to, and, yeah, they, they do look amazing. Yeah, I've gone uh, uh, ooh and ah over the uh, little models at the expo, and... And things like that, mm. and uh, I, I thought I might like doing it, but sort of got a little set of like six elf warriors and got halfway through painting them. And they've just sat there for the last six years. <laughs> and think, oh, I kept thinking I'll get around to the rest of it, and that's as far as I've got. So yeah, I yeah. think it's just something I just don't have time for in my life. <laughs> it, it is, yeah, it does take up a bit of time. You have to be kind of a bit patient and you know put a bit of effort into it, but. Uh, I find it quite relaxing. I like put yeah. put a film on the other day, or put some music on, or something, and just sit and paint for an hour or two, or something, and mm. then yeah, it kind of flies by really. So yeah, been getting into that. But the the speed paints help a lot if you uh, if you try it. I can recommend the the beginner kind of set with the basic colours in. It's they're, they're pretty good. So uh, shall we uh, shall we quite chat chat about some of the uh, some of the games that I've played recently? Then yeah, games um, they're good. I've I've played I've played some. Stinkers, <laughs> this really? Month. Oh, oh dear! Is this oh, because no. it's the uh, uh, the time for family games? And yeah, you got to play whatever people bring out. You know? Yeah, I didn't actually play these at the club. I played these somewhere else, so it's not. Yeah. It's not you're not going to be subjected to them at the at the club, I don't think. But yeah, um, I played. I played a couple of games. So I played uh, a game called Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza. Now I have seen this around, and I've got no idea is, what it's this like. This is really popular. It, it's yeah, of, yeah, yeah I've seen it. But I've no idea what it is involved. It, it's basically a, a deck of cards uh, that you, you you deal out to however many players you've got. You so each each person has their own stack of cards. So you you flip a card over into the middle of the table and you say taco. And if it's a taco, if it's not a taco, it goes on to the next player. So they flip a card over to the middle of the table in the central pile and they say cat. And if it's not a cat, it goes on to the next player. So eventually you'll you'll have enough cards where you'll turn it over and you'll say cheese and it will be a cheese. So at that point, everybody puts the hand on top of the deck as like a speed kind of thing, like uh, like snap. 
and the last person to put the hand on the uh, on on the deck has to take all the cards. And the idea is to get rid of all your cards as soon as you can. So if what person again. said matches what the card is. Yeah, it's the fastest on to. Okay. Right, yeah. So it's, right. it's it's basically snap. Yeah. Um, but worse because <laughs> you, you you end up holding hands with like loads of strangers that you don't really know and in this day and age it's not really <laughs> I didn't really like that very much yeah. um, it, there's no there's nothing to it basically there's a couple of action cards where you have to do an action before you put your hand down on the on the deck but yeah, you can't, can't really devise a winning strategy and... no I can't, can't see the appeal of this one to be honest I, I think this, uh, yeah. Some some people like really like it, and like you say, so it's, it's quite popular. I've seen it in quite a few places sold, but not not for me. This one, not for me. <laughs> uh, and then I, I played another game called Selfish. So this okay. is um, uh, this, this is another not heard of. family type game where you play a card and then it does something bad, like it makes you skip a turn or. You know, you steal a card from another player or stuff like that. It's very take that. It comes in different flavours. So there's a, a space one and there's, um, I think there might be a Marvel one, but the one that I played was a zombie one. So you've got, you've got some uh, some cards and then you, you you play cards to try and move forward along this track to a to a, a, a helicopter. There's a helicopter waiting where you're trying to escape. You start off at the bottom of this track and you're basically moving up it and you're playing cards out of your hand to, to move up this track. Uh, there's a lot of action action cards that that you can play uh, but then once you've taken your turn once you've played your action cards and you've moved or rested or whatever there's a there's another deck a wasteland deck and you turn that over and sometimes they're good cards sometimes it'll give you a couple of resources sometimes it'll um you know give you something good like like you draw a couple of cards sometimes it'll be something bad uh, and sometimes you'll get bitten by a zombie and it'll be game over that's it you're done oh wow <laughs> so yeah, so we we played this two player, uh, and we were kind of you know playing cards and going through it, and then I drew a wasteland card that says you've been bit by a zombie, and like oh that's it, then I'm dead, and there's nothing I can do now. So uh, it well, sounds like a game where just stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. You, and you, if you're really invested in it, that'd be really exciting stuff happening. But if you if you're not, then it's <laughs> oh something happened, right? Yeah. So you you basically draw cards and see what happens, but then once you're out, once you've been bit by a zombie. You think, oh, that's it, you've won then. But no, you're still in the game. You still have to keep playing. You, you turn into a zombie. Uh, the other players still playing their cards and playing resources to move up this track. But you, you get to play one card each turn and you can sort of stop them or hinder them by playing whatever's on the card. It's just really weird. And no, I didn't I didn't get this one at all. <laughs> um, just too random, not really, nothing yeah, going on really. It's just uh, a play cards and see what happens, which again, for some people... Might find that you know quite yeah. interesting and, and enjoyable I mean, for a couple of players, but the reason why we're going to a board game club every week is because we like to apply our brains to try and work out how to get a strategy in this mm. new game and and games which just stuff happens and there's no way to affect it. Yeah. Then that's <laughs> not really our sort of thing. Yeah, you know, a lot of people like that. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it to be honest. When I was playing it, I thought we must be playing it wrong. They must be, we yes. must be doing something wrong here. This can't be right. So I, I looked at the rules and I looked at a couple of gameplay videos, and yeah, we were we were playing it right. That it is that bad. So yeah, I, th- I think if you if you've got like people, you know, really young children or people who are you know people who like this kind of thing, they'll probably like it. But yeah, not for me. <laughs> not for me this one. It's like snakes and ladders. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, give give us some good games. What have you What have you been playing? Uh, well, you know, almost the same. I've been uh, playing um, Gloomhaven, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've not been playing Gloomhaven, actually. I will probably never play Gloomhaven, because Gloomhaven is a gigantic box that you can spend mm. a significant proportion of your life playing through. Yeah, yeah, it's huge, I, yeah. What, But what I've got is uh, Gloomhaven Lite, which is Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is you know, still a fairly big box as far as board game boxes go, but it's mm. nowhere near what the proper Gloomhaven is. Mm. But this is sort of um, a cut-down version of it, right? as far as I can tell. Gloomhaven is a campaign game, so you've got you play a scenario and that changes something in the world and your the character that you're playing might mm-hmm. get some improvements or get some new piece of equipment or something and then you go into the next scenario and you've got this um, uh, more powerful character to go through and it keeps on changing as you go through all the different scenarios. Mm-hmm. Jaws of the Lion has a uh, campaign which has, a, I think it's got only like 20 or so different missions that you can do in it rather than the however many 80 or 100 or something <laughs> in, in Gloomhaven. I'm making up numbers here, but it's definitely bigger. Yeah. Um, so I'm a sort of player who always likes to do, to go onto a different game. Like, this is a fantastic game. I really want to, I, I really love playing it. I played three times now. I want to do something different. <laughs> um, other people sort of, sort of concentrate on, this is the game I'm playing now, I want to play it over and over and over again, but I, after me, after a few times, I want to play something different. Yeah. So I know that if I get Gloomhaven, I will never finish it. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a more manageable prospect. Yeah. So we got this, uh, actually probably about a year ago, to be honest, uh, but we finally <laughs> got it out and started playing through the, um, the campaign, mm. and uh, it's really good. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Gloomhaven at the moment, um, at time of press, is the number one game on board game. I think so, yeah, it's still number one, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And Jaws of the Lion is somewhere up there as well, like somewhere Mm. in the top ten, even though it's pretty much the same thing. Mm. Yeah, apparently it's right. It is actually very good. And it's a sort of dungeon adventure thing where you've got to sort of take your character and move it over along hexes and fight... Mm. Uh, creatures in this fantasy land. So, uh, but it's got very, very clever little mechanisms like the card play. You've got to play two cards, and you do the top part of one card and the bottom part of the other card. And so, yeah, and yeah, so all the tactics and sort of intermesh. Like, oh, I move them over hit over there, and then you'll be able to punch them as long as mm. I'm going before you in the initiative order. Mm. And it, yeah, it's it's a it's a very clever game, and it fits together very nicely. And I may actually get it finished. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it is. Yeah. That's an achievement then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So have you, have you just been playing it two-player then? Yeah, just two-player. So we don't yeah. need to worry about, you know, getting a, a group together uh, every month to play it or anything like that. Because, you know, we're already here. Do, do your characters kind of go on, do they get better throughout the games? Do you get, get like, they do, different yeah, cards and stuff like that? Yeah, there's... The leveling up system is kind of interesting because there's lots of different ways you can improve it. Like mm. um, at some point we will get to level two, which will mean that we've got more hit points and things. So it's something basically like that. Mm. There's also little things that can change. Like um, you can you've got your own deck of modifiers. So like if I'm doing an attack, this card gives me an attack of base value two. So but. I might not do two points of damage. I'm, mm. I, I have to turn over a modifier card, which might say plus two or minus one or times two. And that's 
that deck of cards, you can occasionally improve. Like, hmm. take out a, a minus one and put in a plus one or something. Uh, or uh, instead of a plus one card, you put in a plus one card with this extra bonus. Like, you've also done them a wound or something. Hmm. But it's still random which card you come out. So that good card that you put in will might come up at some point during the adventure, or it might not. Mm. But gradually, over several different things, that, that little deck is going to get more powerful, and you're going to do less duff hits and more powerful hits and and things. And that's a sort of weird little bonus. You just you just know you're a little bit more definite about hitting things. Mm. The cards that you're doing doing things where you've got 10 action cards that all just do different things like move three and then hit something or uh, push an enemy this way or whatever mm-hmm. um, and I think as we level up we're going to get different cards which will do different things there uh, uh-huh. presumably more powerful versions of the same cards or yeah. different things that we can do so yeah it's 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 going to be interesting seeing our characters develop and mm. the different characters sort of have different specialities so you know you can kind of work out I'm more punchy and you're more healy, so you know you stay back. It's things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's um, it's all working very well so far, and I'm quite impressed. Yeah, it does, it does sound yeah. a lot like Gloomhaven. Is is there like a story to it as well? Do you like go through these campaign? Uh, there is, yeah. I mean, we're still, as I say, we're still fairly early on in the campaign. Yeah. But we've done like four missions, and we're gradually discovering this, this horrible cult that's uh-huh. doing things. I mean, they're not that subtle. Yeah. They're, they're hanging around on a ship, oozing black eye core, wearing <laughs> wearing red robes, you know, and buying all the corpses they can that they can find. So you know, yeah, kind of stand out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's not normal in the city of Gloomhaven. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yes, it's there's a little story that we're going going through, and apparently we're going to uh, gonna get deeper and find more nasty things and yeah. eventually we're still looking for the big boss who's behind it all but you know I'm sure it'll be quite a tough to take <laughs> but by then we'll have been be level 2 or something yeah yeah, it's good have you yeah, um, played any of these Gloom- I, I think pl- Frosthaven has just come out as well so. yeah I played uh, Gloomhaven a few times yeah yeah have you actually been working through a campaign with it or is just a yeah um, actually I think the lockdown stymied it we were, we were playing once a week uh, and then lockdown happened, and then that kind of dropped off. Then, unfortunately, but we played, yeah, we played probably about seven or eight games, I think, altogether before we had to stop. All right. Um, so we got, yeah, we got similar to what you were saying. You get like extra you know, character levels up with these extra cards, and you get extra bonuses and things like that. Yeah. And you work your way through the story. So it sounds very similar. Yeah, it sounds very, uh, very similar, but in a smaller package, perhaps. Hmm. I think there is um, a little setup difference in, in this, in that uh, I think with the original Gloomhaven, it, you had loads of different tiles, and so for this scenario, it says get tile A and oh, next yeah. to tile H. And yeah, it took ages to set up. Yeah, you have to find uh, all the right one, monsters and put the treasures out, and yeah, it took yeah it took as long to set it up as it did to play it. <laughs> in this one, it's still a little bit to set up, but mm. the setting up the map is easy. You just turn to page two in the scenario book. There we go. There's your map. Oh, it's, it's just, already in, it's in it, book, is it? It's in right. the book. Yeah, you don't ah, need to okay. find the right tiles or anything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I mean, good. Yeah, there's like a. That. You might have to find the extra scenario book and put that next to it because mm. for a bigger map or something. Right. But yeah, generally it's uh, that bit's a lot easier. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little bit more streamlined and a little bit more manageable. Yeah, I think. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, sounds good. Uh, so the next one for me uh, is a bit better than those previous games. <laughs> it's a game mm-hmm. called Silver and Gold. Oh, I've played this one. Yeah, this is by Phil Walker-Harding. It's a flip-and-write game. 
So you have uh, a deck of cards which have got like some uh, polyomino shapes on them, like an L shape, a T shape, a square, things like that. And you get dealt um, cards from a deck that, uh, that that you can write on. So you've got like a, a dry erase marker, uh, and you can actually write on these cards. And the cards that you get dealt from the deck are, have got like little uh, little islands on them, little squares that you that kind of join together. Uh, so the idea is that as you flip through this deck of uh, polyomino shapes, you, you kind of go, go to your one of your cards that you've got in front of you and you cross off the shape, trying to fill it in as quickly as you can. There are little bonuses that you can get. So there's like coins that you can get. There are palm trees that you can cross out uh, that give you a, a little score bonus. And the deck itself of polyominoes is quite, is quite small. I think it's about 10 cards in there. And you can see what's coming up, what what you've had so far and what's coming up soon. So... Um, if there's like two T-shapes in the deck, you can say, well, we've had one already, so another one might come out soon. So I'll save space for that one, and I'll put this square here somewhere, so I've got space for that. So there's a bit of planning involved in um, in kind of filling your cards. So the game ends after four rounds, I think it is. And then you uh, add up all your points. All, all, every time you complete your card, you get a, a little bit of a bonus as well, and that's worth some points. So you put it to one side and then draw a new, uh, a new card that you start filling in. So yeah, I think... Uh, Phil Walker Harding is he's done a few of these kind of games where they kind of stripped back to like the pure essence of what the game is. Yeah, um, like he's, he's very good at, at getting the mechanics. Yeah. yeah, to to you know to just the bare minimum that you need for an actual game. So this yeah. is this is quite a, this is a filler game. It only takes like 15, 20 minutes to play. Uh, it's really really quick, um, but it's quite fun because you can kind of work on different strategies. You can there's kind of that puzzle there of uh, of trying to figure out you know how you're going to fit the shapes in and where they're going to go and things like that um there's little bonuses that you can work towards or you can ignore them and just go for the filling in of the shapes so there's a few little things so yeah i think it, it was quite good this one i quite enjoyed it um yeah it's a nice little quick filler it's a it's a nice family game you could probably teach this to most people and they'll they'll get it pretty quickly the, the dry erase works okay you, you're kind of crossing off squares on your on your card and then when you've filled it in you put it to one side draw a new one it all works yeah it all works really well it's quite quite a yeah, light game quite not much to it but it's uh, it's enjoyable for what it is i played it a couple of times and and yeah it's it's a very nice little it's a, it seems like exactly the right length for what it is like yeah when, yeah yeah it's a nice little puzzle then another nice little puzzle then another nice little puzzle then you're done yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so I, I quite enjoy this one it's a lot better than the other ones so um yeah, if you're looking for a quick a quick filler game that um, that plays quickly and easy to learn, easy to play, and is yeah, it's quite good fun. Yeah, silver and gold, it's a good one. Yeah, I do think that the the crowd that are playing Takakuchi's Pizza would still halfway through trying to explain this, even though it is a light quick filler. They'd say there's too many rules. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, what are you supposed yeah. to do with the palm trees again? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what do the coin symbols mean? Yeah. But yes, I, I like this as well. It's really. Um, I think every, I think it seems like every week we've mentioned a Phil Walker Harding game and say, "Oh yeah, it's a nice little filler." Yeah, yeah, it, it kind <laughs> of excels at that game. kind of game, doesn't it? Uh, it does. It does a lot of yeah. those kind of. Yeah, but Baron Park one of his and Sushi Go and things like that. Yeah, and I talked yeah. about Planted the other week. Yeah, a little yeah. month. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's another one to add to the list of uh, of, of hit games. I think so. Yeah, yeah. good one. So we've been. Yeah, I mean, you've been on the sort of light, fluffy end of the gaming De- spectrum this week. Definitely. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, this is a callback to the, the Christmas party. Oh, the yeah. prize I won was a game called Undaunted. Hmm. And I, I have been playing it. 
Oh, good. So, yeah. It's a war game, because it's uh, set in Normandy just after D-Day, when the, uh, the Allies are trying to fight their way through uh, the German resistance mm. to the landing. It's got many different scenarios where you set up the tiles in a certain way, and uh, and it says, oh, this is the uh, the 30th of July, where the Americans are trying to get over this river. And mm. the, yeah, uh, but it's sort of war games come in sort of different sort of the breadth of it. Like you could be managing an entire war, or you could be managing an army. This mm. is about a little squad of like. Um, maybe a couple of squads of uh, six people or something. So mm-hmm. you, so one squad versus another squad fighting over this this couple of fields, and it's a card-driven war game where you've got uh, objectives that you're trying to get, but yeah, each card that you've got is one of your people. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you do an attack. Uh, you play a, a, a card for your squad A rifleman mm-hmm. and say, I am using this card to attack that square over there where your machine gunners are standing. Um, I roll dice and see whether I hit, taking into account various things, uh, the t- defense value of the square and how far away they are and things. Mm. Um, and if I hit, you have to lose one of those cards because that guy uh, has been hit. Yeah. So yeah, um, every card that you've got is a soldier, right? And you gradually lose them, and they've all got names. <laughs> and it's yeah, it's a bit different to the whole abstracted notion of uh, yeah, oh, I've, yeah. I've moved this squad over here, and and uh, oh, you've it, your uh, defense value of six is not enough, so that just just that piece just gets lifted off the board and goes over. Yeah. No, that's. Um, this is you get to know the people, and right. this guy has done really well. His 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 squad has gone over the field and they've done they've defended really well and they've nearly got the objective. And oh no, he he was a, he was a heroic one that managed to to get out that machine gun nest. But but you know he's he's not going to go back to his family. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we can. <laughs> it's 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 very good. I mean, yeah. it's um, it's not quite the sort of thing where it's sort of trying to model uh warfare they're not yeah. it's not a, a simulation yeah, of, yeah. Okay. It, it's definitely a game that all the choices they've made have been about uh making it a good game hmm. and you can see i had a look on the um the board game geek forums for it and all mm. the war gamers are saying, "Oh, but you could get line of sight rules in for th- like this and th- and the designers are saying, "Yeah, but we didn't want to put line of sight. This is not a simulation. This is <laughs> play cards. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a very good game, and we've got we've only played a few of the scenarios, but there's lots of different ones where you've got different things you need to do. And um, they this is undaunted undaunted Normandy. We've got there's a, hmm. there's a couple of other boxes of it undaunted North Africa. Yeah, and there's um, a really big game called Undaunted Stalingrad, which like what just aligned is going to be a campaign game where Ooh. what you do in one scenario is going to affect what you've got in the next mm. like you don't have that sniper anymore she died <laughs> or you know that building that you uh, you blew up it's still blown up so now there's no cover in that bit you know it's, it sounds really interesting this one i've i've, I've yeah. play, been playing a bit of uh, memoir 44 recently uh trying out a few different maps and things for that and that's a similar 
sort of uh, kind of light war game where it's not really a simulation as such. It's yeah, more of a gamer's yeah. game. Uh, it's a so game that works as a game. Yeah, so it sounds yeah, really interesting. Doesn't, this doesn't yeah, make you good. understand what war is like. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was slightly um, um, taken out of it by you know how I said all the cards have names. Yeah. Apparently, there some of the names are people who. Uh, either helped with it or backed it or something. All right, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And I know a couple of names, and they. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you don't want to send them in. <laughs> yeah, into battle like, first. Like, oh, Brett Gilbert, he's a, he's a lovely big teddy bear of a man. I know, I know him. At, uh, met him at Game Expo <laughs> a, few, a few years running, and I know he's a he's a rough, tough rifleman who I send over <laughs> the field. And, yeah, he's not. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But yeah, that, it's a really nice game. Is this one a two-player game as well? Then can you play more? Or is it just two-player or? It is just two players. Yes. Right. I know with some some of these games they have like rules where you could have two players sort of on one side and two players on another. I don't like think a team that game they've got type this. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know you can do yeah. that with Memoir Forty Four and things. Yeah. But I, yeah. I think this one is just two players. I don't oh, see any cool. way that you could do it. Yeah, I, yeah. It sounds just interesting. I quite, I quite like reading about the the actual battles. You know, the when they describe to you the actual, you know, the real battles and what you can. Yeah. So it's sort of following things. The history of it, they've they've got mm. one um, particular rifle regiment mm. that they're following through the weeks after the D-Day invasion. Like, like here, they're fighting over the this village, and then they've got through there, and they've got to fight over this hill in yeah, in somewhere. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, so it's anyone interested in the history of it they can sort of follow the actual events of that yeah, particular group yeah. that particular uh, uh regiment yeah. is it is it just uh is it just infantry is there any tanks or planes or anything like that or any uh i believe it's just infantry of various different kinds right, right. yeah um so some of the cards are riflemen or scouts or machine gunners right. and some of them are command cards which enable you to either get more th- gunners into your deck yeah. or um or move other things around uh, so these don't actually rep- the, the the commander ones aren't actually represented by any of the bits actually on the on the map right they are just things that enable you to do things with it yeah 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 i played some good games yeah i played one yeah. good game <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and of course the difference between i mean uh, technically there are a whole load of scenarios in here and they do follow a uh, a narrative of you know this one happened on the 30th of July and this yeah, one happened yeah. on the 2nd of August and this one happened on... but you don't have to play them all and they don't affect right. them you could just pick one to play so yeah, it's not yeah. like <laughs> I don't have the commitment of Gloomhaven yeah yeah <laughs> you could just pick one that looks fun and just say we'll we'll play this yeah that. we'll play that like oh do you want to be the Germans this time you know yeah how long yeah. does it take for a game do you think to play well it kind of depends how quick you are to um you, how good your dice rolls are, but uh, mm. probably about half an hour, forty-five minutes. All oh, right, right, it's really quick then. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a bit of setup time as well, mm. getting the uh, right map tiles and things, but not too bad. Yeah, yeah, I think nearer forty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh, sounds good. Yeah, shall we? Uh, shall we move on then? That's all the yes. games that we've played. Yeah, you month? had a question for me, didn't you? Uh, yes. So, right, okay. Uh, I saw this on, I think it was on Facebook or on the forum somewhere, but. Um, Basically, the, uh, the the Board Game Geek website, uh, they put together at the end of the year uh, the total number of games played uh, by all the people, you know, that are logging games on the on the website. Mm-hmm. So there's obviously a couple of ca- caveats to this. Um, it's not always going to be 100% accurate. 
it's basically showing you what people have logged, not what they've played. So, you know, uh, not everybody logs all the games. You might have somebody who's played chess 500 times in the year or Monopoly and Scrabble 500 times and not logged it, so obviously it won't include that kind of stuff. Some some people log solo games, some people log uh, their online games, some people don't log any games at all, so yeah. I don't think it's going to be, it's never going to be 100% accurate. And some uh, people, if, they, if they've played um, just one 20 times in one evening, that's log it as one play yeah, or something yeah. like that you know? and some people log it as 20 plays you know? yeah but I, yeah. I think it's a good indication of, of what people are actually playing so that you've got your like you mentioned before you've got your uh, top 100 games of, of Board Game Geek which is headed by Gloomhaven which is obviously based on the rankings the ratings that, that people give it mm-hmm. uh, but this is the actual the actual players you know the number of players that um, uh, that people have logged so there's 25 games here in total and you can probably guess you can probably guess some of the you know some of the common ones some of the some of the ones that um, that are in this list that are popular that you've seen at the club. Uh, I think there's a few surprises. I think there's a few on here that you probably um, you know would would be surprised that they're in there. Yeah. Uh, and there's a few there's a few missing as well. There's a few that you would probably expect to see in there that aren't in there. So like for example, there's no Carcassonne in there. Ooh. Um, Catan's not in there. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, I can't see Ticket to Ride. So you know the uh, the traditional gateway games of uh, of that kind of thing. They're not they don't seem to be in this uh, in this list. Right. It does it does kind of skew towards two player shorter games, which you kind of would expect. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, the ones I mean, that people play, you know, on yeah. a regular basis. Now, of course, this is games that people have logged on Board Game Geek is not yes. necessarily the ones that are most generally being the most played out, out in the real world. Yeah. Like, yeah. probably a lot of people played Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza. Yeah. That yeah. didn't bother going on Borg and Geek and logging it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, th- I think along with the uh, along with the ratings and everything else on board game, you can probably take this with a with a pinch of salt. But it's interesting, mm. interesting to look down. So you you, you give me uh, you give me a game. You give me a, what you think is a popular game, uh, and I'll tell you whether it's in this list. <laughs> so we'll not we'll not do loads, but we'll, tr- we'll we'll try a couple. We'll just go for a couple and then see if you. See if you can well, I think it's it's going to lean towards the ones that you can play a lot. Yeah. So I don't think Twilight Imperium is going to be on there. Uh, no. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> so it's got to be. If something... you play that once a year, then that's yes. good going, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to say just one is still going to be on there. Uh, yes, you're correct. Yeah. Because yeah. that's always very easy just to get out and play a few games. Yeah. We, we yeah. I mean, pretty much every other month there's a, a game of just one at the club. I think. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've we got it in the club library, yeah. uh, so yeah, it's, a, a, yeah. one, it's one that's always available. That, that's actually one that I took to the um, uh, to Christmas dinner as well. So after mm-hmm. Christmas dinner, we played just one. So yeah, good family game that sort of anybody can can jump in on and play. Yeah, that's on there. Yeah, I'm just looking at the uh, top 100. Here. <laughs> See if any of those would be in there. <laughs> oh, oh no! I was going to say Seven Wonders, but I don't know if that's. Uh, not played what, as much as it which, used to be. Which one? Ooh. <laughs> well, the thing <laughs> is, if you play Seven Wonders with the full complement of seven people and they all go on to Book and Geek, then that counts as seven yeah. plays, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, true, so, true. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, seven, seven Wonders is on here, yeah. Yeah. 
So that's that's towards the bottom end. But also Seven Wonders Jewel is on here as well. Yeah. Um, interestingly, Architects hasn't made it on. That's nowhere to be seen. Oh, I thought that would be quite... Uh, yeah, when it came out a year or two. It's a fairly recent one, yeah. But uh, and it's a very, uh, I found it very easy to uh, pick up and play. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a really good one. That yeah, architect uh, seven wonders architect. Yeah, it's not on there. Hmm. I suppose uh, so, it's a bigger box, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So give us one more, and then I'll 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 go through the list. And uh, I'm going to go for Azul. Yeah, that's number two on the list. Number two. Yeah, number two. Oof. So the original Azul, which is the one with the uh, tiles, you you kind of mm. put them into a grid and uh, dropping the, them down. It's the simplest. It, they've gone through several different iterations, but they're always uh, adding in more compl- yeah. complexity. Yeah. I tried um, Azul. Um, oh, what's it called? Queen's Garden, which is the late. Oh, is that the new one? Yeah. Yeah. And we were there was four of ex- experienced gamers sitting trying to work out the rules at the start and uh, but when we got playing it made a lot of sense and it was actually really really good yeah but yes it's it's definitely the simplest version is the original one yeah and the most yeah. accessible to a lot of people yeah yeah okay so uh yeah you did uh you did really well at that 10 out of 10 i think for that great <laughs> that, was, that was really good guess four work. Four, yeah. yeah uh so so starting at the bottom then the uh the least played uh so this goes from one to 25 mm-hmm. uh right down the bottom we've got welcome to which is oh. that um, roll and write kind yeah, of... Yeah, I think I've only actually played that once, surprisingly. Yeah. And we don't see that at the club for some reason. I don't know whether no. anyone happens to have it. But, you know. Yeah, I've played yeah. it a couple of times at the club. and uh, yeah, yeah, it's really it's, good. It's a, it's a nice, pleasant little game. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Uh, let's have a look what else have we got in here. Cartographers is another roll and write. That's another quick, uh, quick yeah. sort of game that you know people like quite a lot. Yeah. Nice uh, just, I think we talked about that before. Yeah, just above that, we've got the crew plus Quest for Planet Nine. Oh, of course, I should have said that. Yeah, that's. Um, I think I think that one is so quick to play. You, you can play yeah. like a game in it in ten or fifteen minutes, can't you? But generally, people will play a round after you know a couple of rounds or a couple of rounds until they get fed up with it. So that's you no know, surprising that that got quite a lot of plays. Yeah, we nearly it. managed to beat it. Let's try again. Yeah, just try yeah. just have one more go. Yeah, it's got yeah. that one more go feel where you just want to. Yeah. yeah, do oh we were so close on that one. We just need to. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, terraforming Mars: Ares Expedition. So that's Ooh, the new yes. card game one. You know the. Um, I was going to say really, su- really surprised one. at terraforming Mars, but then you added the Ares Expedition. Ter- in terraforming yeah, yeah, Mars yeah, is on yeah. there as well. That's a bit further is up. It? Yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. Goodness. Yeah, big uh, Just one Spirit Island. Spirit uh, Island. Yeah, that's been quite wow. popular. Oh uh, yeah, I suppose it. I suppose it is something you can you can play with just two. So yeah, you can. Yeah. Just, a, a, a couple of gamers could just knock out quite a lot of games th- of it. I think there's just been a Kickstarter or there's just been some new stuff released for it as well. I, don't, I can't remember whether there's an expansion or extra characters or something, but that might have pushed it up a little bit as well. Maybe. Yeah. So we've got um, we've got uh, what else we've got on here? Oh, uh, I, I lied before. So uh, we've got Carcassonne on here. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that that's one of the one of the classic kind of gateway games that's been around for for quite a while. Still good. Uh, Splendor. Oh, of course. People yeah. still playing that. I wonder if the Jewel game will make it onto next year's list, Splendor Jewel. I don't know. I've, I've just got that. It's I've unwrapped it, but not actually played it yet. But, uh, uh, well, we'd be interested in being playing it, so I might review that on the, uh, on the next one. But uh, yeah, uh, we're, we're really enjoying that. That's a good little game. Uh, Quack Surf Quedlinburg. Mm. That seems to be a classic kind of family game at this point where... Yeah. 
pushy look, pulling tokens out of the bag, trying not to bust. Always good fun. It is. Uh, Everdell. Not played that one. Oh, right. Yeah, I can see that getting played quite a lot by by a certain group. That's that's the one with the big tree, isn't it? It's like a big tree in the middle of the table. (laughs) Not entirely necessary, but very... (laughs) Yeah, definitely has table presence. Yeah, I've I've definitely seen it being played at the club a few times. I've I've not actually tried it myself yet, but yeah, it's a nice little game. Looks good. Uh, one that I definitely have seen at the club played a lot of times. June Imperium. Is that on the list? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, hang on, June Imperium. Oh, there's so many June games. <laughs> so I'm not sure which one this is now. It's not like it's that. This isn't the remake of the old Dune game is it? No, Wait, no. Okay. This is the this is the new one. It's like a hybrid. It's kind of a bit of deck building, it's a bit of area control. It's that's had a couple of expansions come out this year as well. Yeah, uh, at one point I think people were playing it every week at the club. Um uh, Why are there suddenly so many Dune games? This is something copyright expired or something. Uh, might have, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's loads in there. I, actually, I was in, when I went to Patriot Games the other day, I saw a couple in there. I think one's like a social deduction game or like a small card game or something. Missed on that as well, so that's another one. But uh, yeah, Junior Imperium is quite a, quite a big game, yeah. um, especially with all the expansion stuff in it as well. But yeah, I've seen people playing that quite a lot at the club, so yeah. Uh, Terraforming Mars, the original. Brilliant yeah, game. Wow. Yeah, really popular still. I've still never played it. Yeah, oh, it's really good. Yeah. I, I didn't think I was going to like it. Um, I thought it was going to be too long and convoluted and mm. not really up well, by a Seeing but, people uh, playing it and they've got like 50 cards next to them that they're referring yeah, to. Like, yeah. oh, oh, I get uh, get an extra water and then the next thing. I think. Maybe, maybe 50 might be an exaggeration, but yeah. I, I <laughs> but think yeah. if you play with someone on the same level that's only played it a few times, you're probably going to get a better experience. I think if you played it a few times, you know what cards to look out for. You, you're going to have a strategy in mind from the off and you're just going to crush anybody, you know, who's mm. starting off with it. Um, but I, I, I've played it a few times. I've really enjoyed I've really enjoyed playing playing that one. Samuel really likes that one. It's one of his favourite games. He, he mm. loves that one. Yeah, there's a few people at the club who've, who've played it over yeah. and over. Um, so, so this is the one, two, three, four. This is a top five now. So I've got five in the top top list. So no, number five is Lost Ruins of Arnak, which is surprising. Ooh. Yeah, that was um, the the hotness last year. So yeah, uh, I played it. Played it. Just your copy, I think. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice yeah. Game. I think this one works quite well because it works at four players, but it's a really good two player game as well. So me, yeah. me and Tracy play it quite a lot of the weekends, uh, just oh, as a two-player, and it's it, it, yeah, it's really good. Um, kind of a, another hybrid game where it's kind of a bit of deck building, a bit of worker placement, a bit of yeah. um, going up on tracks, collecting cards, things like that. But it all works together really well. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the, the play I had of it. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, that, that had an expansion come out as well. It's got the extra expansions for extra characters and things, so maybe that's. Uh, that's helped it along a little bit with the players as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one is Cascadia. Oh yes, that's a nice little game as well. Yeah. Did, yeah. did that win the Spillers Yaras? Oh, I might be making. I that think it's. I sure. think it's won some kind of award, hasn't it? Yeah. 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 If it wasn't not, if it wasn't won, it's definitely been nominated. Yeah. 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 And a, and a a good one. It's easy to get out and play. A quick yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a nice, quick, uh, quick game. I think again works quite well at two player or. Whatever yeah. the maximum player is, four, five, whatever the max is, um, kind of collecting animals, putting them onto little tiles of the terrains that they like, and getting sets of points. Nice fun game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's probably the most surprising to me. So number three is Ark Nova. 
Ooh. This is the big um, kind of... take like three hours to play? Zoo game, yeah, that takes a long time to play, two and a half hours, three hours. Wow. Um, but yeah, really popular. Um, number three out of all the yeah, games played. I, I would not have said that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So definitely um, the people who are playing it are logging the players on... Uh, on board game yes, geek. that's definitely the uh, logging plays crowd. Yeah, yeah, uh, the the target audience for that. Yeah, yeah, played played that a couple of times as well. I really enjoyed that. That's a that's a good little game. Uh, Azul, we've already mentioned number two. Yep, and then number one, top of the list is Wingspan. Oh, still up there. Wow. Yeah. Right, up at the top. So so that's yeah, that's the one, the most popular, most popular, most pl- most played game for twenty twenty two. Again, seen it played quite a few times at the club. It's got loads of expansions, lots of options for, for people playing it. I've, I've not played it two-player, but um, I've played it three- and four-player, I think. And it, it, Yeah, it's it's a nice, fun game. Yeah, I think I've played it two-player a couple of times. Um, Ian, who comes to the club sometimes, he says he's played it a lot at two-player, and they sort of introduced their own sort of house version mm. of it as a, as a two-player game. So, like, they added an extra... Um, bit to tracks and oh right yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah they sort of tweaked it for their own taste for t- the two player only version yeah but yeah uh, but yeah it, it worked fine as two player for me yeah yeah and I, I think the looks of that one really help it as well I think it looks really it is uh, it really is, nice uh, with all the birds in and the different it's got the um, uh, the this what uh, what it's not specs of the bird yeah the the wingspans oh, yeah. and the weight and the what they eat and all that kind of stuff is yeah. Little bit, you get a little bit of bird knowledge there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So, yeah. And you get the ones with the silly names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's a really nice production as well with like the bird feeder and the the eggs and everything. It's all really nicely sort of put together and everything. So I think that, yeah. that helps it a lot. But It's an easy sell when you're trying to get people to play that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's a, re- it's a really good game on top of all that, on top of the nice art and the nice production. It's a, it's a brilliant game as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the the top twenty five games for twenty twenty two. So I wonder how it'll compare to twenty three or how it compared to previous years. Whether these go up or down. So obviously the newer games like Ark Nova, whether they'll drop off quite quickly or whether they'll stay up there. I guess uh, I guess we'll have to wait until next year and next year and find out. Yeah, hmm. I mean obviously anything that comes out and is hot uh, gets a big um, big load of people playing all at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So who knows what will come out? Mm. Mm. Okay, so uh, that's it for this episode. Then, Th- Tom, thanks, th- thanks for joining me. Thanks for uh, coming on and talking about those games. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, we've been the Sheffield Board Games Club. We uh, we play every Tuesday at the University Arms and the first Sunday of the month at the Red Deer. So anybody can come and join us and play some games. So pop along and, and say hello. And in the meantime, we'll uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. So goodbye for now. Bye. Bye.